Hello and welcome to episode 212 of the IABC International Podcast. My name's Dan Gold and on this episode we're taking a look back at a great article from January on the IABC website which takes a fresh look at vulnerability. That storyteller, that individual is telling a story that matches with the way in which they have behaved in the past. I think we talk in comms about the say-do gap. And we check in with Chris Dutton from IABC Wellington to find out what's happening at the IABC APAC Region Conference, which is taking place in New Zealand just ahead of World Conference. If we think about the Asia-Pacific region, it's a really burgeoning, uh, you know, exciting place where ideas are flowing, businesses are being created, opportunities everywhere. But first, a big thank you to everyone who has shared an episode of this podcast with friends and colleagues. Our continued growth is thanks to you. And if you haven't shared an episode yet, think of who could benefit from listening and click that share button on your favourite podcast app. Most importantly, tell people that this is a free resource for everyone in the professional communication and marketing sectors. This episode features two great interviews. Our first one is with Rod Cartwright, who is the founder of Rod Cartwright Consulting, a firm committed to delivering human preparedness and organisational resilience. Rod, thank you for joining me here on the IABC International Podcast. It's my absolute pleasure. I was reading your article on the IABC website, title of which, The Power of Vulnerability, and the strength of imperfection. Uh, For those who haven't read it as yet, could you give me a summary? Um, Absolutely. So at its core, the the article asks whether in, in a world of constant flux and change, there is power in vulnerability and strength in imperfection, whether it's for individual leaders or corporations. I look the examples of Pope Francis and Welsh rugby legend Gareth Thomas um, to show how humility and vulnerability can actually enhance credibility and protect reputation as an alternative, if you like, to the somewhat macho posturing that we sometimes see and claims of um, omnipotence. I also look at examples of corporate reputation crises, good, bad and ugly, including Thomas Cook, KFC, Starbucks and Lufthansa, to explore how even the largest corporations can find strength in imperfection. So often we talk in communication and marketing about authenticity and and being your true self. Do you feel that vulnerability and the level of honesty that comes with it if you can if you can be authentic with the vulnerability really does make a difference in building that relationship and that loyalty with the audience i mean i think that authenticity is always better if it is authentic i think that the word authenticity is bandied around a lot and used a lot by communications advisors and every now and then you can see if you like 
inauthentic authenticity. So I think it goes without saying that vulnerability to be meaningful has to be heartfelt and authentic. I think audiences sniff from 100 yards someone who is donning the cloak of vulnerability simply because they think it'll make them look better as opposed to showing their imperfections because that is genuinely what they feel is the right thing to do in the prevailing circumstances. We can almost draw a parallel here with, um, let's say, fallen celebrities, people who have had um, a rocky time in the public eye. They go and disappear for a little while. They come back with um, contrition. uh, They put their hands up. They admit to things and they explain what they're going to be doing moving forwards. Uh, As I've always said, you can't fake being authentic and for those who try to do it it stands out a mile what are from your experience and from your point of view what are the the telltale signs that if you've got to admit something you're not necessarily doing it in the right way you're trying to manufacture the story too much To your point about storytelling, um, that's actually an area I do quite a lot of work in. And one of the, uh, I've got a model called the seven preconditions of a great story. And one of them is about the storyteller and whether they are authentic and credible in telling the story that they do. So I think to answer your question, part of it is about whether that storyteller, that individual is telling a story that matches with the way in which they have behaved in the past. I think we talk in comms about the say-do gap, and I think there is real risk for those who suddenly start to look authentic, or who suddenly start to look vulnerable and imperfect when in the past they've suggested anything but. So I think that gap between past behaviour and the sudden appearance of vulnerability um, is one of those telltale signs of somebody who is not being authentic in the way in which they talk about their vulnerability. I like the examples that you have on your article. I think that there's a lot that we can learn from these uh, from these case studies, and they certainly are case studies. My favourite will be and will forever be Uh, the example that Mother London, the agency, created for KFC in the UK. And for those of you who don't know, um, KFC, uh, and and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, KFC changed supplier of their chicken supplier and they couldn't fulfil the orders and suddenly stores and franchise owners were running out of chicken in a chicken store and uh, lots of them had to shutter for that period of time until there was a new stable supply. And uh, rather than just putting a notice out saying, hey, um, we're now open again, uh, Mother London created this uh, rearrangement of the letters KFC into uh, FCK and uh, I'll include a link to it on this and you can also find it in the article to which I will uh, link. Where was the line on that article or that um, that piece of communication? Where was the line on that on uh, uh, the the authenticity? Was it the image itself, which was funny and endearing, or was it the copy that went with it? Because for me, it was the hands-up copy that went with it. 
Well, I think the answer from my perspective is it was all of the above. I think it was the absolute bravery and the willingness of senior management to take, you know, the core of any brand, with which is its name, and to play with it in such a um, self-deprecating and uh, and such an open way. I think, secondly, the mere fact of saying the word sorry, I mean, I think the, the opening line was, we're sorry, a chicken shop with no chicken isn't very good. So th- that willingness to say the S word when lawyers may have been all over them saying, no, sorry equals admission of liability. I thought that bravery with the brand and the name, the bravery with a simple apology, but as you say, the way in which it was done visually and verbally with a striking image of an empty KFC bucket um, and some really honest human um, copy that essentially said, we messed up to our customers, our staff, and everybody else who loves our brand, we're truly sorry. So I think it was that combination rather than any one of the individual elements. Rod, thank you so much for joining me here on the IABC International podcast. Um, I will, as I've said, provide a link to the article uh, in the notes of this episode. Um, What else are you working on at the moment, Rod? And where can people find out more information and get in touch with you? Sure. Well, I mean, in terms of getting in touch, you'll you'll find me on Twitter, uh, simply under Rod Cartwright, and also on LinkedIn. I mean, what I'm doing now following 25 years in agency is I'm acting as a senior independent advisor on what I'm calling um, human preparedness and organizational resilience. That has a big focus on issues in crisis, strategy, corporate reputation and leadership comms. Um, I've also just launched on LinkedIn um, a new fortnightly series called The Preparedness Papers, where I'm looking at the issue of preparedness, uh, if you like, the principle and practice of reputational and organizational preparedness through the eyes and personal stories of diverse specialists from neuroscientists mental health experts and compliance experts to ESG change and family support. So I'm just coming at the notion of reputational preparedness from a range of new angles that are not exclusively in the commons domain. So if we're talking about preparedness and mitigating risk, that's one of my, if you like, contributions to the debate in this very, very important space. Rod, thank you for contributing to this episode of the podcast an absolute pleasure thanks for having me on as you are fully aware we are on the build-up to the iabc world conference in chicago in june but before that there is a regional conference happening in the southern hemisphere This was recorded last week in the lobby of a rather busy Hilton, so I do apologise for the background noise, but I hope you enjoy this look at the Asia-Pacific Regions Conference. I'm sat in a hotel here in Canada after delivering an all-day media training session, and it got me thinking... What other IABC events are on our radar? So I had a look online and Fusion's coming up. Now, if you don't know about Fusion, it is the regional conference organised by the APAC region and it's happening between the 25th 
and the 27th of March 2020 in Wellington, New Zealand. And I'm very fortunate to have Chris Dutton on the line, who is the president of IABC Wellington, and he's going to talk about the event and, and, and what I can say is a very interesting venue. Chris, thank you for joining me. Well, thank you very much for having me. Kia ora. And kia ora to you. Um, so for people who don't already know, can you just tell us about Fusion and the, the conference venue that you've uh, landed on looks really interesting. Tell me a little about that. It's, uh, it's very fortunate that we're actually able to host Fusion here in Wellington, but uh, even more so given the, the venue, which is Tapapa. And Tapapa is the National Museum of New Zealand, so a place where we have uh, artifacts and history uh, ranging from Māori uh, settlement of New Zealand all the way through to the modern time. So it's a, a fantastic venue and some place that you can come to a conference and also take a wander around during a break and see some real New Zealand treasures. So on the conference itself, is there a central theme? Absolutely. So the theme this year is the future is now. And, you know, if, you, if we think about the Asia-Pacific region, it's a really burgeoning, uh, you know, exciting place where ideas are flowing, businesses are being created, opportunities everywhere. Uh, and if you think about our role as communicators and where we fit in, uh, you know, the future is now. We're building that future now. So um, that's really the theme of this conference. And it'll be absolutely fantastic to have speakers from Australia, Asia, America, um, all coming together here in Aotearoa, New Zealand uh, for a, a fantastic event. And of the speakers that you've got, obviously we can't name every single we could, but in the interest of time, could you give me a flavour of uh, a couple of the speakers that you've got coming? Yeah, we have uh, some great speakers coming from uh, right across the globe. Uh, Abigail Lovell, she will be coming and talking about diversity and inclusion. And uh, she really uh, does some amazing work for Walmart in the United States. And we also have Gabrielle Dillon coming, uh, Angela Scafidi, who's a managing partner in Australia of Senate SHJ, one of the premier public relations agencies uh, here in the Antipodes. Uh, so it, yeah, it, it's fantastic. It's just a fantastic, fantastic mix of people. Uh, we're really looking forward to having everyone from MPs to uh, past political reporters uh, and, and current thought leaders uh, sharing with us, you know, what, what really makes our profession, uh, you know, just exceptional. I look at the list of speakers that you've got there and... I look at the various topics that you've got uh, coming up. There was a really interesting section on what people could also do whilst they were in town for the conference. Uh, give us a flavour, just in case people haven't been to the website yet, uh, give us a flavour of what people can do whilst they're in Wellington attending the conference. Well, the beauty of Wellington is it's a walkable city. So no matter where you stay in the city, there's always something nearby. Uh, Tapapa is in the thick of it. Uh, we have Tapapa and immediately across the street, uh, QT Hotel, which is uh, our partner hotel. And from there, you're maybe 400 meters, if, if that, maybe even just 100 meters to Courtney Place, 
which is a vibrant area, uh, just packed full of cafes, bars, uh, everything from a high-end meal to a uh, Turkish kebab shop uh, for your 3 a.m. visit uh, should you go out. But it's, a, it's just a fantastic place. Um, and for anyone coming to Wellington, the one must do is coffee. If you are into coffee, this is your city. Now, it's funny you should say that. Um, I was speaking to Jennifer Andrews, uh, who I met at World Conference in Vancouver, and she was saying, honestly, if you love coffee, uh, uh, New Zealand is a place. And she was very kind. We had a bit of a gift exchange. Um, I bought some items from where I live in Canada, and she was very kind to bring a... Um, a bar of Whitakers over, and I was very happy with that. Uh, look, Whitakers is a bit of a bit of a <laughs> bit of a treat for me. Uh, probably too much of a treat, but oh my gosh, I can't get enough of it. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not it's not just the coffee; it's also the chocolate. Uh, that's something I always take back to the states if I go visit. Uh, good old peanut slab. Oh, now you're talking. Um, so Fusion is happening between the 25th and the 27th of March in Wellington, New Zealand. Um, for people outside of the region who fancy going to something that little bit different rather than maybe going to a, a local conference or they want to uh, come and see a different part of the world, sell it to me. Sell coming to uh, New Zealand, so coming to the conference, because we both know it's a long way from other parts of the world. So do your pitch, do the sell for me. Well, here, here's the thing. Uh, it's not often you get to go to a conference in a place as beautiful as New Zealand. Uh, yes, it's a, it's a short plane trip away. Uh, short, I say, because you can sleep on the flight over and you'll arrive refreshed. Uh, and then you'll have the fresh air and the warm hospitality of everyone in New Zealand to welcome you. This conference is a must not miss. It really is one of the premier events. If you look at a calendar of events that come across your desk every day uh, and the conferences that are out there, I would argue that this one is the most economic, even with travel costs factored in, and has one of the best lineups uh, that you'll see really anywhere. Uh, you have to go and look at IABC World Conference to see anything that even compares. And that's, that's really what we're talking about. It's bringing together the best of the world, the best of the Asia Pacific region in a place where you can come, you can enjoy, and, and even hang around for the Cuba Duba Festival at the end. And no other place in the world has that. Chris Dutton, thank you so much for joining me here on the IABC International Podcast. Before you leave, it would be uh, a remiss of me uh, if I didn't ask you to tell us where we could book our tickets. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you can book your tickets at www.iabcfusion.com. Chris Dutton, once again, thank you so much for joining me. Great. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for listening to this episode. Music is from Joachim Karud and Ixon. And this is an IABC production.